This message is presented by Pastor Chuck Wilson. Okay, here we go. Chuck Wilson, New Hope Community Church. And we have a historic day today. We're finishing the book of Daniel. That's right. We're going to be looking at Daniel Predicts the Tribulation, Daniel chapter 12. And we have covered a lot of ground. Chapters 1 through 6, we looked at the food, the fire, the felines, Daniel in the lion's den. And we looked at our, how that compares to our life, how these are lessons for our life. Then we looked at chapter 7 through 12, prophecy leading up to the first coming, and then finally also leading up to the second coming. The theme for the book of Daniel, when bad things happen, is God still in control? And we have experienced lots of bad things recently, haven't we? But is God still in control? And this is God's answer. This book is God's answer. God is in control. He's in control of history. He's in control of world history. He's in control of the United States. He knows who the president's going to be in a few months. Uh, he's in control of the end times coming up very quickly, <laughs> maybe before the president's, uh, presidential elections. Who knows? But it's vital to remember as we look at the terrible times predicted here in Daniel chapter 12, it's important to remember all this that we've, that uh, that God is in control. God is in control. It's vital to remember that. And we already talked about in Daniel the tribulation already. We've already seen it. We're going to see a few more details here in Daniel 12. And then we're going to see lots more details in the book of Revelation, which we're going to jump to next. We're going to start that next week. I'm already preparing Daniel chapter, uh, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 1. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for bringing us through this book of Daniel and the lessons for our life today and the hope for our future tomorrow. And Lord, I pray that if anybody still hasn't put their faith in your son, Jesus Christ, that they would take that step after hearing this final chapter. And Lord, I pray that you would prepare us for whatever you're calling us to go through, whether it's tribulation here and now this week, whatever we're going through, trials that we're going through, or the tribulation, whenever that comes. Lord, we pray you prepare us for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Let me read the chapter. First of all, <clears throat> Daniel chapter 12, the title is The End Times. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as not happened such has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book of life, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of this scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase in knowledge. Uh, I'll just stop there and then I'll read the rest as we go. Uh, verse 1, at that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will rise. There will be a time of distress, such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book of life, in the book, will be delivered. We'll bring up the life in a minute. The, this is talking about the tribulation, what is called the tribulation. At that time, uh, talking about back in Daniel 11, verse 40, it says the time of the end. This is the time of the end, at that time. And Michael, who protects the Jews, he is involved in this, and he's the protector, the great protector of, of Israel. He's Israel's bodyguard. He's always fighting in the Bible, um, and he's very busy today, and he's going to get even busier protecting Israel, as we see here. It's a time of distress, it says here in verse 1. 
the tribulation, the 70th seven. Remember we said the seven, 70th seven is hanging out there. We're going to study that in Revelation in very much in depth. It, there's a time of intense persecution <clears throat> of the Jews, of the Christians, uh, depending on when the, rap, the timing of the rapture. We don't, depending if it's when it is, depending on how much we go through. And also of those who, even if there's a rapture earlier in the tribulation, those who have become Christians after that time are going to be going through lots of persecution. So the persecution of Jews and Christians, Matthew 24, Matthew 24, Jesus talks about it when he says in verse 21, he says, For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equal again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. It's going to be a terrible, terrible time. Jesus says it's going to be the worst time ever. The Holocaust will pal in comparison to what is going to happen on earth. Jerusalem will become an international battleground. Satan will be persecuting Christians and the Jews especially. Satan is a source of anti-Semitism. He hates God's chosen people. The Jews, he hates God's people. The church, he hates them. We see in Revelation, we will see in Revelation, I've already seen it, uh, Revelation 6 through 19, chapter 6 to 19, there will be war and famine. 25% of the earth's population will be killed. One third of the earth and sea will be destroyed. The water, most of the water will be polluted. Hell's demons will be unleashed. It's going to be a very, I hope there's an early rapture. I hope, I hope, but be ready, be ready for anything. Every, it says here in Daniel chapter one, every name written in the book is delivered. We know from Revelation that it's called the book of life. We'll see that the Jewish remnant is spared until the second coming. In fact, in Zechariah 13, verses 8 to 9, it talks about this time. In Zechariah 13, it says, In the whole land, declares the Lord, two-thirds will be struck down and perish, yet one-third will be left in it. So one-third of the Jews will survive as a remnant. This third I will bring into the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. This Jewish remnant, will one-third will survive. And Revelation 11, I'm sorry, Romans 11.26. And Romans 11.26 and it says, And so all Israel will be saved. And so all Israel, everybody who's left, not all Israel is going to be saved now and then, but the, the remnant that is left, they will be saved. The, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness awake from Jacob. And that, that remnant will turn to the, their Messiah, recognize Jesus Christ, call on him and be saved. The, uh, that it's, it's all who are left will turn to Jesus Christ at the second coming and they will all be saved. The remnant, we see the remnant here, but also the resurrected will be here at that time. Look at Daniel chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, where it says, oh, here we are. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. 
Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The resurrection. We will see, we will talk about this resurrection in Revelation, but basically there are three positive resurrections. The first is Jesus Christ. He was the first one. First Corinthians 15. Let me find that. First Corinthians, let me just turn to it. Romans. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 says this about that. 15, 20. I forgot to mark that one. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So we see that Christ is the, is the first resurrection. He's the picture of our resurrection. He's the guarantee of our resurrection. He's the first fruits, okay? Then we have a second resurrection is in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 20. And in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 20, now I'm going to read it first and we'll try to discuss this. Uh, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with a trumpet call, call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. And the question is, is this the rapture? Or is this the second coming? Or is it both of them happening simultaneously? Uh, that's the big question. It's a mystery, really. i got to say it's a mystery. Some believe it's the rapture. Some believe it's the second coming. You can make an argument either way. But let's just say, uh, let's just say it's the rapture. So those who are already raptured are gone. We're going to be gone. But if you die before the second coming or the rapture, then you will be resurrected at this time. Your spirit is with Jesus Christ, but then you, the body is still in the grave. You will get a new body at this time. Okay. So depending on if, uh, if this is the rapture, second coming, and the timing of it all, but that's the basics of it. If you're still alive... If you're still alive when Jesus comes, or this is the rapture, if you're still alive, we'll get a new body on our way up. On our way up. 1 Corinthians 15. In 1 Corinthians 15 it says, verse 15, chapter 15, verse 51. Let me read this to you. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. So if we're still here for it, whether this is the rapture, second coming, whatever you want, whatever your th- you know theology comes out on that, uh, doesn't matter what we believe, it matters what God knows. <laughs> but, but one way or another, those of us who are still alive when Jesus comes for the church, for us, when he, he comes for us, those who are still alive are going to be taken up and transformed into a new body in the air, okay? That, so there's that's the second resurrection positive one. The third one is the end of the tribulation. At the end of the tribulation, when we get to the book of Revelation, we'll see all the Old Testament saints will be resurrected at that time, the Old Testament saints, and those who are killed in the tribulation will also be resurrected at that time. Okay. Now we also see a negative resurrection here, a negative one of the wicked. And it says to everlasting contempt. We will go in depth in that in Revelation. But then he talks about everlasting life 
here. Everlasting life. The resurrection of the dead is, is in the Bible from the Old Testament, from Genesis all the way on to the book of Revelation. But it is progressive. The, the clarity of it is progressive. It, 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 we get a better picture and a better picture as we go until we finally get to the New Testament in Jesus Christ where it becomes very clear. Second Timothy 2.1 says this. Turn to that one. 2 Timothy 2.10, where it says, oh, wait, I did the wrong one first. Sorry. 2 Timothy, I think I did. Oh, one ten, one ten. I'm sorry. Here we go. Christ Jesus, now get this. This just shows how it finally comes to clarity, the resurrection. Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus destroyed death and brought brought life in immortality to light through the gospel. That's when we really understood immortality. We really understood eternal life. We really understood the resurrection completely is through Jesus Christ. But back to Daniel, and who is seeing it a lot less clearly than we see in the time post-Jesus Christ, he says the rewards will be eternal. He says how to be a real star will be like a star. So many people want to be a star today. Uh, American Idol, Hollywood, reality stars, music stars, sports stars, but those stars burn out. You know, they don't last. Even if they get their, you know, the star of, in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, it doesn't last. It's very, 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 very short lived. Uh, I remember one day, not too long ago, we were talking about a song, and I said, oh, that's the Beatles. And my kids all go, who's the Beatles? <laughs> How could you not know who the Beatles are, right? Gone, forgotten. Remember, remember, I can't remember which of the Beatles. They said, the, they said Jesus will be forgotten. We're more popular than Jesus. Mah, wrong. You're gone. Jesus is still here. Uh, so it, it, you want to be a real star, not a reality star, Follow Jesus Christ. Give your life to him. And then he says in verse 4, back to Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, he says, But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase in knowledge. Some of your verses say many will go to and fro through the earth and knowledge will increase. That's the idea that there's going to be uh, lots of, of travel around the world and also knowledge is going to increase, multiply very quickly. We've already seen that happening, travel. In the 20th century, we went from riding horses to getting to the moon and back. Crazy to travel and all around the world. And also in the 21st century, we've seen knowledge explode that in that same way, increasing in incredible speeds with the computer and the internet. It's just mind-boggling, mind-boggling, okay? So we're, we're seeing this being all set up, but then let's look at verses 5 to 7 where it says, Then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on the, the bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. One of them said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters on the river, How long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? The man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, lifted his right hand and his left hand toward heaven, and I heard him swear by him who lives forever, saying, It will be for a time, times, and a half a time. When the power of the holy people has been finally broken, all these things will be completed. So he says it's going to be three and a half years. Three and a half years. If you see the chart that I have up, 
I got it on my computer, but to the to the right there, you see the chart. We see that the tribulation, the three, the seven-year tribulation. We see that there. Um, <clears throat> the first half is going to be peaceful. Halfway through, the second half is going to be when it really heats up peaceful as far as world peace, although there'll be plenty of persecution of Christians during this time. But at halfway through, it's going to be incredible time of judgment and intense persecution of God's people. He's going to make break the deal that he made with them, and he's going to persecute them along with anybody, Christians that are still left. Um, so verses 8 to 12, uh, once again, uh, well, we'll look at verses 8 to 12. I heard, but I did not understand, so I asked, My Lord, what will the outcome of all this be? He replied, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. <clears throat> Many will be made purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will, be, will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished, remember the abomination causes desolation. He sets up his own image to be worshipped in the temple. The Antichrist does this. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. But as for you, Daniel... Oh, oh, hold on. That's verse 13. Verse 12. So, we see the purpose of the tribulation here in verse 10. It's spiritual purification, he says. God's going to separate the sheep from the goats. He's preparing them for the second coming of the Messiah. He's preparing people to put their faith in Jesus Christ. We see the same purpose of the tribulation is going to happen in the United States. Even before this, God is already putting us through tribulations. God is already in the United States today separating the wheat from the weeds. So many big-name Christians and Christians that you thought were solid are being exposed as false. Even some of my friends and pastors who I thought were solid are being exposed as false because they're being deceived by the world and they're they're condoning things that are anti-Christ and it's it's shocking. Verse 11 it says there will be 1290 days until the middle of the tribulation. Now, that's longer than that's 30 days longer than three and a half years. Why the extra month? No one knows. Uh, I need a math expert out there to try to figure it out. If you can figure it out, I have a big money prize for you. Uh, looking at the chart here, maybe the Antichrist announces this 30 days before he enforces it. Who knows? It's a mystery. Then verse 12, it says 1,335 days. And now the second half is added 45 more days. The second half of the tribulation is 45 more days than three and a half years. Uh, looking at the chart again, we don't know why. Big money prize. Perhaps 45 days are into the millennium. Then maybe it's a mop-up time, a clean-up time. The judgments before the thousand-year reign, nobody knows. But there's, but that's a mystery that either someone's going to figure out for a big money prize, or we're going to have to wait till we get there to, to see God's uh, explanation. But we don't know. Verse 13, the last verse in Daniel, as for you, Daniel, says, as for you, go your way till the end, you will rest, and then at the end of days you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. He doesn't explain it to Daniel or to us. He says, Daniel, just keep serving. Just keep serving. Nine years old, getting ready to go to heaven, uh, getting ready to die, uh, getting ready not to go to heaven yet, getting ready to go to Abraham's bosom. Had to wait till after the cross, but getting ready to, uh, to, to 
pass on out of this life. So we end Daniel and next time we start the book of Revelation. These are amazing times. This Mark 13, Matthew 24, Daniel, just preparing us for the big, the big one, Revelation, which we really is post Jesus Christ. We see things a lot more clearly. Amazing prophecies, amazing things. It's not that scary of a book. A lot of people scared of Revelation. It's not that scary. 90% is pretty clear. About 10%, we're going to have to wait till we get to heaven or wait till we get into the actual end times to really fully understand it. But it's not as scary if you really take it as God's literal word. It, it makes a lot of sense. Amazing times we live in. I hope you have learned to read the handwriting on the wall. I hope you learn to read it, to connect the dots, to see the prophetic fulfillment. I just got a, I think I've used this, but 10 signs of the looming seven-year tribulation. Talking about the revelation, the tribulation, and there's 10 looming signs. And here's, here's from the Daniel and Revelation. Number one, famine. Number two, inflation. Number three, violence. Seeing a lot of these, aren't we? Number four, the rise of anti-Semitism. Number four, the rise of anti-Semitism. Five, the new world order. Six, surrendering of rights. Uh, seven, the mark of the beast. Don't take it. Mark num- number eight, Middle East tension. That's always there. Number nine, the apostasy. Uh-huh. And number 10, lawlessness. We are seeing these increasing. The contractions increasing. We're seeing it happen. These are the signs that learn to connect the dots. I hope that not only have you learned to read the handwriting on the wall, but you've also, I hope that your faith has grown, that you've been encouraged in life's tribulations. Without the great tribulation, we are constantly going through tribulations, through struggles, through uh, through refining times that God sends into our lives. And I hope you learn to be encouraged in those and to persevere and to trust God and to grow and to allow God to refine your life. I hope that you learn to do that, to trust that God has a plan for our lives, that he's preparing us for heaven, to look forward in hope. I hope you're learning to do that. Dr. David Jeremiah recently came out with a devotional talking about uh, where the planet is headed. And I'm just going to read you a quote from it. Things will get better. His, his quote is this. Our planet is wrought with fears of pandemics, wars, earthquakes, and global economic meltdowns. The worst is yet to come for planet Earth, for there's a future seven-year period known as the tribulation, which we just talked about. But wait. At the end of the tribulation, Jesus Christ will descend from heaven, deal with evil, and establish a thousand-year kingdom, which we call the millennium. Wow. Our Lord will reign from New Jerusalem, unify the world, transform nations, and give us a preview of eternity. He will also fulfill all the promises made in the Old Testament to the nature nation of Israel. Woo, awesome. If you don't follow Dr. David Jeremiah, one of the best. I'd encourage you to. He has a daily devotional, but he also teaches TV, radio. One of the ones you can trust. Okay? So any, anyway, uh, are we preparing for that? Are we preparing for eternity? Looking past tribulation and preparing for eternity. For our light and momentary trials are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Romans chapter 8. Are we preparing? Are we surrendering? Allowing God to prepare us, to to refine us. Are we surrendered? Are we focused on being a real star? A star on this planet, which won't last, or a star in heaven, which will be eternal? A, a, a walk of fame here, or the hall of 
faith in heaven, Hebrews 11. Where are we focusing our focus on? Where are we focusing on? And I want to say this, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ yet, are you ready for eternity? If you haven't, then you're not. Are we ready? Are we ready for the rapture? It could happen any time. If you decide to wait, wait till the rapture happens before you put your faith in Jesus, then save, save this recording. Make sure you go back and watch it again because you'll know why it happened. All right. But, but are we ready for that? Or if we die before the Jesus comes again, are we ready for the resurrection? We will be resurrected. Are, are, do we know we have eternal life, everlasting life that Daniel talked about, eternal life that John 3.16, Jesus talks about, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Talking about Jesus, have you put your faith in Jesus? Let's pray. Are you ready for the rapture? Are you ready for the tribulation? Are you ready for the craziness that's already hitting this country? Do you have peace and joy and the ability to persevere through it because you have hope in Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in Jesus, given your life to him? You can do that now. Last chance in the book of Daniel. Now. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The prayer of faith. God, I repent of my sin. I turn away from my old life. I give my life to Jesus. I put my faith in him. His death, his resurrection that paid for my sin, that gives me new life, I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to him. And while we're praying about that, those who are already Christians, how is God speaking to you? How is God preparing you through suffering, through struggles, through trials, through temptations? How is he preparing us for the the real tribulation? Preparing us for eternity, for everlasting life. Is our focus on eternity? Father, pray that every one of us would be ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ, that you would bring us all through every battle that we have to face, even the tribulation, whether it's part of it or all of it. Father, I pray you prepare us. We would be ready by fighting the battles we're fighting. I pray that in Jesus, I pray that every one of us would be fighting these battles now so we're ready for the bigger battles. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, 
I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Maybe you have a family member or a friend or a, you know of a church nearby. But if you need help connecting or just want to share with someone, share it with me. Chuck Wilson, uh, nhcc at comcast.net. I'll be thrilled to talk to you about it and encourage you. Uh, but you, if you have put your faith in Jesus, your life has changed. You're no longer chasing little stars down here. You are a star in heaven. You are, have a whole new life and purpose and eternal life ahead of you. I'll see you next time in the book of Revelation. God bless.